Welcome to the Success by Design podcast, where we teach professional women to achieve success on their own terms. In a world that often tells us we're not enough and that success requires sacrificing our well being, we're here to challenge that narrative. Our podcast teaches you how to close your confidence gap, avoid burnout and overwhelm, and navigate demanding careers without sacrificing your personal life. We provide actionable strategies and insights to help you boost your peace, your potential, and your paycheck. Subscribe and review our podcast today, and let's start designing the life you deserve. Hello, family. Welcome to another episode of the Success by Design podcast. Today, we have a wonderful guest joining us, Erin Patchell. She's a brilliant business strategist, founder of the business consultancy Positivist Group, and the captivating host of the podcast, Wordles in the Workplace. Our conversation is inspired by a thought-provoking Harvard Business Review article titled, Most People Don't Want to Be Managers by Nicole Torres. It's an old article. And as I was looking at it, I wanted us to explore the mindset leading towards management versus leadership positions, and also all of the gender diversity mindset that might be attached to this. Without further ado, welcome, Erin. So happy for us to have you today. Thank you so much. So fun to be here. I know this is going to be fun. As I mentioned, the article highlights that a significant percentage of workers do not aspire to leadership positions. And you, as a former leader who had, you know, an extensive background in strategic human resources, public relations, operation, business development, and who works a lot with founders, teams, and leaders, what is your experience? What drove you to want to be a leader? There's a lot of things that I think that can drive people to be leaders, right? And I think we come from all different kinds of perspectives. Some of us are looking to advance our careers because we're more financially motivated. Other people have a really strong vision. Other people might be more justice oriented and wanting to rise through the ranks to help create a better workplace for their fellow people, their fellow coworkers. So I think that it's complex, the reasons why people decide to step into that role. But I think it is most of the time a decision that they make. Like I have a husband that I live with and he's an engineer and he never wants to be a manager. You know, he wants to be a specialist for the rest of his life. And I think that's cool, you know, and I don't think that people should be pressured becoming managers or leaders, but unfortunately, sometimes, you know, the way that we're brought up socially, it is kind of the automatic next step. Right. So why do people want to become managers or leaders and step into that role kind of outside of leading themselves? Yeah, complicated, but it's an interesting thing to talk about. So, yeah, you're right. I actually was talking to my husband and he said to me, he's aspiring for leadership roles. And yet, as he was sharing that with his team, he said three quarters, if not most of them said, no way, Jose, they don't want that. And, you know, it's quite interesting because we live into a world of possibility. We live into a world where many positions now, especially post-COVID, are available for leaders. And yet not a lot of people are raising their hands. And I actually want to go deeper than that because you and I have talked about this in the past. What are the factors that drives that perception of leadership? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, we know that there's a big difference between managing and leading. I think in what we talked about 
last time was kind of about the mindset of a leader versus the mindset of a manager. And most people have to walk that sort of path from individual contributor to supervisor to manager, and then eventually to what we sort of perceive as leader. But the last eight years myself, and I'm sure there's lots of other people who've been doing it for much longer, we've been trying to sort of break down that concept of leadership and what leadership is to be a lot more inclusive and a lot more democratic, meaning that everyone should have the choice to become a leader. And especially because leadership starts with leading yourselves first, right? So bringing that into a more inclusive concept is think is really important. But my thinking lately, and especially when it comes to the dynamic of women is kind of shifted a little bit, to be honest. So I've been this huge leadership advocate, leadership for everyone. But I think that sometimes, and if you're a fan of LinkedIn or HBR or any of these kind of platforms that promote leadership in a lot of ways, I feel like the leadership conversation is a bit overpowering the manager conversation. And so we're constantly talking about leadership. What is leadership? Empathic leadership, inclusive leadership, agile leadership, all the buzzwords, right? What does it even mean to be a manager anymore if you're not also a leader? You know, is it possible? I don't know. I'm just like detangling this concept right now in my own head, because I think that we're at this critical juncture where people have never been more burned out, right? Everyone's talking about balance, but is balance even a myth? Like I know for me, it's for sure a myth, but I like it that way. It's okay. You know, I'm good with it. But it's true that people have never been more stressed out and confused. And I feel like there's this like universal, almost like loss of identity or identity shift that's happening. And part of me wonders if the pressure to become a leader now is so strong that we're kind of losing some of those managerial skills that are actually keeping things from falling apart. I don't know if that makes any sense. Not only does, it's because as I was reflecting on what you're saying, you know, I work a lot with managers. Like I love managers because I find that whether it's new managers or level managers, they are the kind of like the foundation after the individual contributors. They're that middle aspect of holding everything together. Right. Yeah. So whether it's managing up or whether it's managing down or from a side to side perspective. And yet, as a society, we have put on a pedestal everyone who has a title which is linked to chief or linked to a leadership aspect. And I remember because even when I was doing my LinkedIn profile and I wrote senior manager, I wrote, you know, different things from a management perspective. And then I was like, oh, I don't have a BVP in my name. And I started feeling the heaviness of the perception of it's just a manager. And I work hard for that management position at different levels, right? From junior to senior to mid. And it was very much one of the best highlights in my career. But just me feeling that, and I would just wonder how is society portray division between leadership and management, making managers not feeling good enough? Yeah, it's an interesting question. And it seems to be like a part of that cultural evolution. It's interesting because you know that I worked in the public service for long. That's how we met. You know, I spoke to tons of managers and individual contributors. It's literally what I would do all day, every day. And I live probably had thousands of these conversations, no joke. And so many people perceived leadership to be something that was meant for only senior leaders, right? And so I made it like kind of my personal quest to break that down and make everyone feel like they are leaders too. It doesn't matter what your role is now, right? You're also a leader. And so I feel like there's this sort of, it's almost like it's semantics. It's like a semantical kind of challenge that we're going through right now where we're redefining so many different things 
that I think it's confusing, but I, I want to personally say that I think management is so important. And I think that everyone needs to learn these skills. I think individuals need to learn to manage. I think managers need to learn to manage. And I think directors and executives or whatever leaders, senior leaders need to learn to manage. And I think that it's the loss of the managerial skill set that is actually creating a lot of the confusion that we're experiencing today. Honestly, it's not that I think leadership's important. Have you seen the memes sometimes online where it's like the manager's the taskmaster and the leader's the one who's the visionary and blah, blah. That's such bullshit. I'm sorry. You know, it is. I think it's such bullshit. I think we have these different hats that we're wearing. And I think that we wear the different hats when we need to observe that we need to wear them. And sometimes it's my coach hat and sometimes it's my manager hat and sometimes it's my leader hat and sometimes it's my mom hat. And sometimes I need to be the boss, you know, and I wear all these hats when I can see that the person in front of you or myself, you know, sometimes I'm wearing them, you know, and reflecting that internally, but I can observe that I need that in the moment. And I put that hat on, you know, if I need to get organized and get some shit done, I have to put my manager hat on and I have to say, let's cut through the clutter here. What's really important? And if you look at the classic leadership competencies, you know, some of them include that sort of managerial skill set, but a lot of them don't. And so I think if you're an organization and you're not including the managerial skill set as part of that package, people need to do that for sure. And I think coming back to the conversation about women in the workplace. I was really thinking about this from that context of women. And obviously I'm a woman myself and I speak with a lot of women, but I feel like regardless of whether you have children or not, there's this like ingrained mothering kind of instinct that we have and we want to protect everyone. And I think that's why women in particular do want to advance into leadership roles and often get frustrated if they're blocked for some reason. And I think that's the biggest problem for women. It's not necessarily that they don't want the leadership role or the manager role. I think it's that they do want it and it's frustrating when they don't get it. Yeah. That's a great segue right into the next question that I wanted to ask you then. What advice would you give to women today that are really aspiring to be the leader? First, like making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. If you're doing it because you want to protect your team, I'm sorry, but you're going to just continue to be more and more frustrated. Objectively speaking, from the folks that I've spoken to from my own experiences, that is going to be very frustrating. So prepare yourself for that at the very least, right? Doing it for the right reasons, for sure. Being bold, like don't be afraid to speak your thoughts and be your authentic self. There is literally a skill shortage right now, guys. Like there's lots of opportunity out there. You can find another opportunity. You can create your own opportunity. Businesses have never been easier to start. Don't be afraid to be authentic and find a place that actually values you right? Values your actual human self. So that's the other thing I would say is like, just be loud, be yourself. And if it's not the right spot, it's not the right spot, you know, but you're going to find that it's sooner or later, you're going to leave sooner or later, better sooner than later. As far as I'm concerned, there's lots of people, there's tons of communities out there that will pick you up. I have never experienced more supportive women than I have in the last eight months since I left my corporate job. It is incredible. If you go looking for it, the amount of amazing supportive communities of women that are out there and men, all genders, that will definitely support you. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And I think think critically, you know, think critically and be empathic, like give yourself grace and give other people grace. You know, sometimes our bosses are doing the best that they can. And we always, it's funny because, I many times in my life have thought that I totally knew better than my boss. 
And then the minute that I had the opportunity to walk in their shoes, I learned that, you know, it's actually really, really hard. So I would say, give yourself grace, give them grace, do your best to learn what you can learn. And if you really want that role, go for it, but then give yourself grace when you're in the role too. Because guess what? And I learned this not that long ago. I went to a big conference, the TED conference, like a month ago. And my one takeaway from that conference, the biggest takeaway, everyone asks me like, what's my biggest takeaway? And I was in the rooms full of probably some of the most interesting people in the world, I would think. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody. Literally no one knows what they're doing. So it's all good. Don't worry about it. Oh, I couldn't agree more, right? As you get into yeah. it more and more, we all realize everybody's out here going crazy trying to figure it all out, right? Yes. Nobody has the answer. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I love the point you made about the support. And I can echo yeah. those words that when you leave corporate too, you get that support. And there's so many networks, so many people out there that can support you and help you. And then I love the empathy point, having that empathy, because we all have, we judge, we have all those thoughts, right, of how we think it is. And then if we get in those shoes, we realize, hey, it is hard or it is difficult. So giving people that grace and that empathy is absolutely wonderful. So I love that. But what would you say, though, being, we've probably been, all three of us have been in this situation. Now, if we are in leadership, how do we balance our other roles and responsibilities? What has helped you? What have you done to be able to help yourself have that balance? For me, it's not so much about balance, it's about flow. So it's about like when I am feeling like I've got a deadline or if I have inspiration, I give myself the grace to work, you know, and my family gets it. You know, we've created that as our team norm in our family. So I don't have to feel guilty about it because that's our team norm is when I need to focus, I get to focus, even if it means I'm working till 11 at night, whatever, right? If I'm working 15 hours a day, you know, we know that it's not forever. It's just for maybe a few days until I get things caught up or if I'm writing something or if I'm really engaged in the creative process, I get to do that without shame. And I think that's the big thing is that women, we feel like shame for friggin' everything, right? And so if we feel like we're failing someone, that sucks. And I think that is what drives this idea of work-life balance, like that we need it more than almost anything else. Because we're like, we didn't exercise, we didn't play with our kids, we didn't make dinner, we didn't blah, 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 whatever, right? If you remove all of those obstacles, it doesn't feel so bad. And so I think knowing that it ebbs and flows, knowing that like, maybe I'll be working 15 hour days this week, but next week, maybe I'll take like Monday and Tuesday off or half days off or something. And we'll do something fun and we'll go somewhere and we'll have an experience. So I think it's just like allowing yourself to fully experience life without creating these barriers and without feeling the shame for everything. Cause that's just wasted time and energy. So. We do. Don't be shame ourselves. And then we feel guilty. Then we make excuses. And it just that cycle just keeps going, right? We just keep on going with it. But it's like, we don't have to. And I love, I love that advice. (laughs) That is absolutely amazing. Erin, thank you so, so much for sharing your valuable insights on this redefined leadership and really the gender dynamic in the workplace. Because it's really changing and we're seeing how it's evolving. And it's been such a thought-provoking conversation and discussion. So I can't thank you enough. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. No problem. Well, that's it for this episode, family. We hope that this episode really inspires you to challenge those traditional notions of leadership and really create a more inclusive environment where absolutely everyone there can thrive. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Success by Design podcast. That's it for this episode. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thank you so much for listening. 
And we hope you'll join us again next time on the Success by Design podcast.